is Stevie Rochelle from Top and Metal Sludge. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock. What's up? This is Dave Rude from Tesla. And you're listening to Music Mania. Music Mania. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. You the best! You got the best! We roll tonight to the guitar fight. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. And thank you so much once again for being part of the Music Mania podcast. We are rolling on into the summer months here, and it is such a pleasure to be with you this week, as always, as the interviews continue to come fast and furious. In fact, this week, another show too big for just one interview. We've got two, in fact, one of my favorite guitarists of all time, German guitar wizard Axel Rudy Pell, is going to be joining us to talk about his latest effort, Sign of the Times. Axel has been so prolific over the years releasing material. Usually every two years you can count on something from Axel. Melodic hard rock, power metal, whatever you want to call it. He has consistently been releasing solo material for the last 30 years. Definitely give this album a listen. Johnny Gioli, one of the great unheralded singers in all of hard rock. So can't wait to catch up with Axel. I think we had him on last summer talking about the live album that they had done. So now studio album has been released. It uh, came out back uh, in April, April 24th, I believe. So Axel Rudy Pell coming up right here on the podcast. Also, good friend of the shows, Ron Keel, going to be talking about his latest album from the Ron Keel Band. It is South by South Dakota. Of course, Ron is a successful radio show host with his show Streets of Rock and Roll. So he's accustomed to these type of interviews. He does them all the time himself. We're going to talk about some of his favorite interviews, his latest album, kind of what inspired it. Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy, always a pleasure having him on. So we are continuing this, guys. The news just keeps coming as far as uh, canceled tours this summer. I don't think any of us are going to be, I don't think any of us are going to be able to attend many live shows this summer. The Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison Tour has uh, been postponed now officially. We knew that was coming. It was all really inevitable. And now it looks like that's going on into 2021. Most shows are doing that either fall of 2020, 2021. It's all going to be pushed back. Who would have ever thought there would come a time where there's no concerts? Through an entire summer. I hope you guys are at least able to get out, enjoy the weather. It's been great here in Missouri. Been uh, heading out on the lake a lot. You know, being able to be with friends, hanging out outside. That's what it's all about. We miss the live music, absolutely. But hope you can find your own summer adventures this summer. Maybe get creative. Take the take the family on a cross country trip. Take them to one of the national parks, Glacier National Park, Yellowstone. Do something awesome, something memorable because concerts just aren't going to be a part of it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to our first interview here on this week's podcast. It is with German guitar wizard Axel Rudy Pell talking about his latest album, Sign of the Times. 
Hello, Axel. It's Clint Schweitzer from Music Mania. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. I hope you too. Well, doing doing pretty good, you know. Um, d- despite all the things going on in the world, my friend, what what have you been up to? How how have you been keeping busy during this time? And how have you been keeping your sanity, keeping it all together, man? I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm very busy because I have to do interview after interview. You know, the only thing I can do at the moment. So unfortunately, I can't go out. You know, I can't hang around with friends at the restaurant or somewhere else. You know, it's really tough. But you know, I have so many things to do, so I'm okay. That's funny you say that because I feel like during this time we're able to get a lot more interviews done. Artists are kind of at home and they're actually excited to talk to us now because it kind of breaks up their day a little bit. So, you know, it's 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 all good. We'll definitely get through it. And you did, um, I think you did a live stream or you did a YouTube video where um, you played an instrumental. So are you planning on kind of, you know, doing some more uh, guitar work from home there and maybe streaming it? That's right, yeah, yeah, that's what I did, you know, because I hate the, the thing uh, the, when people uh, are playing together, uh, you know, everybody's sitting at home and playing with the others because that's not rock and roll, you know, that's the reason why I said, okay, let's make a video, you know, filming me playing something, little uh, instrumental stuff, you know, I mean, the people were very happy, you know, they loved it, yeah. Oh, I absolutely loved it. It was great to, to hear from you and, and seeing that you're doing okay, and it was a tremendous song. Um, but let's talk about the new album. It's Sign of the Times. We had you on the show last summer. You were promoting your 30th anniversary live album. And now here we are, a new album coming out May 8th. Just kind of talk to us about Sign of the Times, kind of the the, the, the process behind recording it. Uh, how long did it take you to, to, to record this one, Axel? Um, you know, putting the album together, you know, I'm always writing, you know, because I'm, I'm collecting several ideas, bits and pieces, guitar riffs, melodies, whatever, since the recording of the last record, you know, there are plenty of time. So I, then I sit down and put all these little things back together, making the real songs out of it, which actually went pretty fast, you know. And the recording process in the studio, I think it was, everything was three weeks or something, you know. Every single instrument was recorded. And then we did the mix, uh, let me think about, I think it was eight days, eight or nine days, and we finished it. Yeah, I'm really proud of it. I love the fucking record. Yes, baby. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. And uh, one song that stands out to me, Wings of the Storm, uh, seems to kind of be a modern-day homage to uh, the Coverdale, Glenn Hughes, uh, Mach 2 lineup of Deep Purple. Was that something that was kind of intentional? Was was Deep Purple a big uh, influence there? Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think there was a period of the era of Deep Purple Mach 3 with Coverdale and Hughes. Actually, you're right. But the other thing is that I actually used a guitar chord, uh, which was, I think it was founded by Jimi Hendrix. The guitar chord is called E7... Cross nine, you know. Yeah, I used that one too, you know. I, I think Purple did it uh, in in the very beginning, and I think back in the eighties or something. So I, I love that. Yeah, I, I like the track too. It's great. Oh, the whole album's tremendous. I've been a huge fan of you guys for for so long now. I mean, this is this is your eighteenth album in thirty one years. I mean, talk about how you've been able to remain, you know, so productive, uh, putting out an album basically every two years. That's incredible. Yeah, thank you, because I'm a genius. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kidding. You know, you know, the magic has to be right in the air. You know, as long as as the fire inside myself is still burning, you know, um, I can create and, and write uh, music. You know, that's not a problem for me at all. You know, I'm always writing. You know, I'm a very creative guy, and I love it. Uh, you are always creative, and it is, uh, you know, obviously, um, your your guitar influence is very wide ranging. Especially when you when you tour Europe. 
do you feel like you get a different vibe some of the places you go in Europe and 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 do you think it's important at some point that um and I know we've talked about this before trying to come to America financially it's very difficult but at some point do you do you want to try to to do that to to come and tour America if it ever works out you know, I would love to. You know, I also many. You know, I was in America, but not for for playing there. You know, so I would love to come over again for playing there. But the problem is, uh, I talk to other guys too, the guys in my band and and other guys who are living in America. They all say, you know, just the audience is, is is not there. You know, when you're playing clubs, probably you're lucky you're selling eighty tickets or maybe one hundred. You know, but who will pay for that? You know, so that's that's a big thing. You know, I don't have a clue. Well, you know, I, I've been a huge fan of you guys. I've spread the word for the last 20 years or so. So hopefully in that time, there's enough people that would would, uh, would come see you guys. Uh, talk about your band right now, because uh, Johnny Gioli, as a singer, you've got two Americans in the band, Johnny and Bobby. But Johnny's been in the band now for uh, like 20, 23 years, something like that. His vocal style is so perfect. I think he, I think he joined in, no, let me think. I think he joined in 1998. Yeah, so the first time he did anything. Yeah, it was on the Oceans of Time record. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> and and what? Just talk about his style because you've had other great singers uh, like Jeff Scott Soto. I'm a huge fan of his, but Johnny's voice so perfectly complements your style. Just talk about kind of what he's meant to you and the band for the last uh, 22 years here. I think. Johnny, I mean, I loved Jeff Scott Soto's voice too. You know, he was great too. I'm still friends with this guy. You know, I never, I never say any bad word about Jeff because he's a great singer and a very nice guy too. You know, but I think Johnny has it. He's, he's the voice. You know, he's, he's that voice actually, which fits my music best. I think. You know, and that's the reason why he's still there. You know, I fucking hate him, but it's okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know, we have so many, so many things in common. You know, we're always telling jokes to each other. You know. Every, every, every time we met, you know, so he's a great guy and actually one of the best singers in the world. That is, that is absolutely the case. Um, and talk about this because I know that you guys had a lot of tour dates on the books uh, for, for this spring and summer. You guys are, are defined. You're constantly touring. You're out on the road. That's what you do as a band. How difficult is it to, to be in this uncertainty where you don't know when you're going to be able to continue this tour? That's really bad. That's a really bad thing about the whole thing, you know. So it's really bad because you know, we have to reschedule our tour. The first part actually is rescheduled to next year, April. You know, that's one, one, one other year, you know, in between. So I don't like the idea, but we have to. We have to like it, you know. The other thing is there's another part of the tour going on starting this year in October, November. But I'm, I'm not sure if I can do it, if we can handle it at all, you know. Even if the government said, okay, uh, you are allowed to play in... in in venues, you know, and the audience is there, but we don't have any chance uh, when when the two Americans can't cross the border or they have to stay in quarantine for two weeks, you know, that doesn't make sense at all. So we have to wait and see, yeah. Obviously, there's so many difficult parts about this, but to me, whenever there's so many wonderful festivals that you guys play almost every year. You think about festivals like Vakken and Bang Your Head Festival, and to think about them just not happening, it's really sad for rock fans because that is their one time a year to where fans from all over the world congregate. You guys have been a part of those festivals. That makes it really difficult when there just there is no Vakken festival. That that is really hard, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, we we love to play these big festivals. You know, we played Vakken everywhere in Europe. We played Vakken several times. We played at the Bang You Had. We played at the Sweden Rock. We played at the Grasspop Metal Meeting in Belgium. You know, we, we played everywhere, and we love to continue. But nobody's allowed at the moment. It's a really big shame. 
Yeah, it really is excellent. I want to ask you because Sign of the Times um, to me is, is such a great album. And I, I was a big fan of Night's Call as well. Uh, do you feel like Sign of the Times, does, do you think it kind of is a continuation of Night's Call at all? Or do you, was there anything, maybe any songs kind of left over from Night's Call that made it onto this? Or is there any comparison to the two at all? No, no, no. I, I'm never using any leftovers, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm starting from scratch, you know. When, when, when an album is done, it's completely done. I only look in, I don't look back at any ideas I had for that particular album. I'm always writing, you know, like I said, and I always take in the fresh ideas, you know. So, but I think you're right. I think it's, it's nearly the same category or style, you know. It's a typical ARP style record, but I love both, you know. I love every fucking record, yeah. <laughs> You know, they always say this, Axel. I always compare you to ACDC because they say if there's a formula and it works, why change it? And that's what you've done. You have managed to create new and intricate songs, but in the same formula. And where did that formula come from? Is that something that you kind of took from your early days growing up, maybe the Steeler days? Or where did you kind of come up with this beautiful thing that is this uh, ARP style? No, no, the magic in the air was right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a clue. If I had, if I would have a clue, if you be honest, I would, I would sell this idea to another band. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um. Last year we had you on. We talked about thirty uh, 30th anniversary live, the live album you did. Um, do you were you happy with that album? I think it was a tremendous representation of you guys live. You've done several live albums before, but were uh, were you happy with the thirtieth anniversary one? I loved that one. Oh, absolutely! I loved it because I loved the sound too. You know, it just it happened by accident because you know, like I told you in the past, you know, we didn't know that any show was recorded, and after the tour was over, I got this, uh, I got this. Um, digital thing from my from my sound recording guy and he said I recorded a few shows I said what <laughs> he said man you play great and I listened to it back and I said well you're right you know and the mixing was great I loved the album yes cool well Axel you know uh, t- to me um, as a fan of, of um, hard rock music it seems to me a lot of the best hard rock music in this day and age comes from Europe whether it be Scandinavia or, uh, or 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 Germany just do you do you you know follow kind of the musical scenes there in, in Germany just kind of t- take us through that what about you know hard rock music in 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 your country in Europe in general makes it so powerful um I'm not really, you know, to, to be honest, I don't listen to, to any music nowadays, very rare, you know, sometimes I put on the radio, I hear some good tracks and all, that's cool, but it's, it's not genre-oriented, you know, so it's not like, I, I don't put music in categories like this is metal, this is rock, or this is rock, or whatever, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm listening to a radio, there's a pop song on, and I say, wow, this is cool, great melody and stuff, you know, so I'm, I'm not following this whole theme to be honest right. yes uh, t- totally understandable and, and but for you your influence is growing up i mean um there's so many great guitarists that have come from germany um I, 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 michael and rudolf schenker come to mind i mean was there american influences for you what what was your biggest influence you think growing up there in germany Oh, my biggest influence when I grew up was, was Richie Blackmore. He, but he's yeah. an English guy, you know, he's not living in the States. But Michael Schenker, of course, Uli John Roth, uh, they're all, they all, they all European players, as far as I remember. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was quite into George Lynch, I remember that, uh, during the 80s, you know, when the, when the first or second Dokken record came out. I really was into that it's guitar playing and style, you know, to say, hey, George Lynch is a cool player. Of course, Randy Rhodes, he was great, you know. So, yeah, Eddie Van Halen, I love Eddie Van Halen. 
Yeah. Of course. Um, one, one thing that's always stuck out to me is because uh, we've had the pleasure of interviewing both uh, Michael and Rudolph Schenker. They're both such different players. Michael is uh, the typical lead guitarist, and he is very classically trained, whereas Rudolph is more of a rhythm, riff man. Th- that's so yeah. interesting about guitar is that you can have so many different wide ranging, you know, of, of abilities. When you, when you look at like Michael and Rudolph, is there a preference there? Do you look at it and say, Hey, Michael is so great because he's a lead player. Or do you like, Hey, I mean, Rudolph wrote, uh, rock you like a hurricane. That's iconic. I mean, do you, wh- which one kind of do you prefer? Which style do you prefer? You know, it must be a combination of both, you know, because, you know, I play rhythm guitar and I play lead guitar. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, uh, Michael Schenker is playing rhythm guitar too because he's the only guitar player. And he's playing, no, no, he's not. Sorry. But he, anyway, he's playing all the rhythms too. So, uh, and Rudolf just really rarely plays a solo in a ballad or something sometimes, you know. But I like, I like both players, you know. For me, it's important that a guitar player... And was able to write good songs, you know, that that's a cool thing too. You you don't have to be very technical, you know. Uh but you know, you have to produce good songs and both are doing it. Rudolf and Michael too. I love them both. And Axel Rudy Pell as well and the the new album again a sign of the times it comes out May the eighth. And Axel, what do you think about the timing of this album? Because I feel like during this time when people are inside in quarantine that this is maybe a good time to release new music. Uh do you think that that's uh, that that's going to play into this. That it's a, it's a good time to release this with people kind of having more time to to listen to these albums. Of course, definitely, because you know the people are at home and doing nothing. You know, and I think they will they love the idea that the, the, the new AP record will be out very soon because then they can listen to it all the time. They don't have to go to whatever they want to go. You know, they're staying at home and listen to this music, and I love the idea that all buying my record, yeah. <laughs> Axel, I am doing that right now. I tell you what, it is always such a pleasure to have you. You are one of my favorite guitarists of all time, and uh, we hope that someday we thank get you to you so to much. America. Thank you so much, sir. Oh, Axel, anytime. Let's catch up again soon. Good luck with the album. It is amazing. And Axel Rudy Pell, the man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, my pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great to catch up with Axel, as always. Joining us from Germany, he is tremendous. Love his guitar work. His Material is so consistent, always has that great melodic hard rock touch to it, and as the guitar playing is tremendous. The vocals, Johnny Gioli, one of my favorite vocalists in all of hard rock. Give this album a listen. It's Sign of the Times. And now we got to talk about another album that I'm a huge fan of. It's South by South Dakota. Ron Keel Band. Ron Keel is back in with us once again. It's been a couple years, Ron. Welcome to the show. How has everything been going, my friend? Right on the dot, <laughs> right on time, and ready to rock. The Metal Cowboy reporting for duty. Oh, thank goodness, and it's great to have you back. It's been like a year or so, and a lot's changed since then, I've noticed, in the world there, Ron. Uh, How's everything been going for you? I know it's kind of a crazy time, but a new release, South by South Dakota, and the timing to me couldn't be more better. People are ready to dial in and delve into this new record from the Metal Cowboy, and so far, we are loving it. Thank you very much, and yeah, a lot has changed. A lot stays the same in my world, of course. Uh, What's going on? In our culture, our society, globally, with this COVID-19 pandemic, is affecting us all. And I'm just thankful I've got some great new music to share with, with people around the world now that I think uh, we can't be out on tour this moment. We can at least enjoy these tunes and so much of the feedback that I'm getting from fans that have already gotten the download is that they're listening to it, grilling out on the patio, or working on their truck, or driving around on their motorcycle. Is, uh, this is comfort food for ears, as one reviewer called it, and I couldn't think of a better description. So thanks for having me on the show, and 
appreciate the opportunity. Wow, I'm stealing that quote and uh, and not giving proper credit. Uh, no, that's tremendous, and I totally agree. Um, love what I'm hearing so far, and you've kind of left us with a little teaser so far um, with the song uh, Red, White, and Blue. We've got a teaser video. Gosh, Ron, the, the imagery just harkens me back. I mean, I'm from Missouri, but I travel that part of the country, the, you know, the Badlands, you know, the Black Hills area quite often. And God, just to see that imagery and, and hear the snippet of that song, I can't wait to hear the to see the video. I've got the full song here. I'm not sharing it with anybody. But to see that image from the video, man, it really it really puts you in that place, puts you in all the feels. I'm loving what I'm seeing so far from that video. Uh, when is that going to come out? We're all excited to see it, man. Video is going to be released any day now. We're coordinating the digital release of the album on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, all the streaming platforms. The world premiere of the video, which is going to happen at ultimateclassicrock.com. I don't have an exact date yet, but we're zeroing in on that as we speak. And it's such an iconic song for me and for the guys in the band. You know, it starts with South Dakota because that's where I live. I'm looking out right now at the, the trees and the river, and, and I live in Sioux Falls or just on the outskirts of town in the middle of nowhere. But the video was filmed, of course, due to social distancing, I call it musical distancing. So we're, we're faced with the challenge of having to create a music video with everybody in the band being isolated. That's what it's all about right now. So each guy was filmed at a different iconic location throughout South Dakota. I, I did my piece at Mount Rushmore, which was amazing because it was the first beautiful spring day, April, at Mount Rushmore, absolutely beautiful weather, and there's nobody there, man. The place was totally like a ghost town and all the other locations where we filmed the keyboard player at Terrace Park in Sioux Falls, a place where you'd normally see families having picnics and kids playing on the playground, absolutely empty. And I'm not a big fan of the lockdown, but we could have never filmed video without that isolation, which is captured in the footage and also be a, hopefully a memory of what we all experienced together in 2020. This isn't going to last forever. The video will, but the, the pandemic and the quarantine or whatever you want to call it will pass like everything else does. But uh, this video is going to always capture that moment in time when we were all separated by fate, but standing united. And one of the, one of the moments during the filming of the video which really affected me was shooting the bass player on top of a Kenworth truck. <laughs> an 18-wheel diesel truck, and we got him up on top of it to shoot his footage. And this guy, Gino, man, Gino Arce has been my bandmate, my friend for 22 years now. We've been in Keel, Iron Horse, the Ron Keel Band. I mean, this, this guy, we have shared the road and the sweat, the blood, and the tears, all that for the last two decades of being the control freak that I am. I'm up on the forklift, you know, with the camera in hand, and the forklift is circling me around the truck, and I'm shooting the video, and, and it's it, the footage is absolutely incredible. We're so happy when we got done with it. He came down off the truck, and I came down off the forklift, and we high-fived. We looked at each other, oh, we had physical contact, and we were all freaked out. This is the guy that uh, we, we, we've been best friends for, for 20 years, and just to high-five the guy, we looked at each other and go, wow, man, I touched you. You touched me. No, I touched you. It was, like, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a strange moment, and we're hoping those moments will pass because I love that physical contact. I love the high fives and the hugs with the guys in the band and you know, sweating out on stage and, and fist pumping the people in the front row and high fiving the fans. 
some meet and greets afterward, all that. I don't know how it's going to play out in the future. Right now, like I said, it's great to have this new album and this new music to share with those people and hopefully give them something to enjoy during this, these troubled times. Yeah, and you know, this is something that will, I think, uh, a video like this, just from what I've seen, it, it will take on new meaning as time goes on, and we are able to get back, and you, you will see Mount Rushmore packed with people, and people's memories of those trips, uh, it's stuff that I wouldn't trade for the world, and to have a soundtrack to go along with it, how, Ron, how, how much do you think that your surroundings, and, I, and I'm not sure when it was that you moved to South Dakota, to the area, but how much do you think those surroundings have sort of shaped your musical climate today, because, you know, we all know the hits from Keel. You know the metal cowboy Ron Keel, but you've kind of transitioned into some different styles here since uh, in, the, in, in the last decade or so. How much of those surroundings has sort of shaped that for you? And I'm not sure that it really has. That's geographical, and I am a nomad by nature. I grew up on the road as my father, who was a construction worker, would take us from one town to the next looking for another job settled in Phoenix at an early age and, and grew to love the Southwest and the mountains and the cactus and the cowboy attitude. And then I moved to Nashville in the late 70s. Of course, the Hollywood days from the decade of decadence throughout the 80s, big part of my history and my life. Spent 10 years in Hollywood and uh, Las Vegas for 10 years. So I've you know, always been a, a nomad. And I don't think my home surroundings affect my music. My music comes from within. It comes from the heart doesn't come from the trees or the river or the, the landscape that surrounds me. It comes from within. Mm. But I finally found a place where I could call home. Uh, after all those travels and all of the adventures and nomadic wanderings of the past few decades, I settled in Sioux Falls five years ago, and, and I love it here. It is separate. It's, it's, this is where I live. It's, you know, it's five minutes from the airport, and I just got back from Australia just before the lockdown happened. You know, I did the, the Monster of Rock cruise in Belize, Cosmel, and with uh, you know, all those 40 bands that were on the iconic uh, tent, which was a rock cruise. That was in February. Then I went straight from there to Australia for my first ever tour, Down Under. <laughs> and, you know, the, the world is my workplace. Uh, and I draw inspiration from every surrounding, every person, every phrase, every musical idea that pops into my head. So I don't think that the location mm -hmm. or the geography or the state or the county or town that I live in affects my music this comes from within and this metal cowboy thing you're talking about this southern rock attitude comes from the ending of my metal heart which uh, we all know my history in metal with keel in the 80s and gene simmons and steeler and all that and then for the last 20 years trying to combine that with the rootsy uh, parts of my personality and dna and i put it together back in 2000 you know 20 years ago and it was a band called Iron Horse. And what I called it at the time was hard, rockin', southern country metal. You listen to it, Clint, and lack of a better term, everybody the last 20 years has gravitated. The description called it southern rock. Uh, and southern rock is more than not, that's not geographical either. That's not, I don't think, restricted to the Allman Brothers or Skinner or any of those bands that made their roots in the South. I think it's the Eagles from anywhere but California. They would have been Southern rock, too. It's classic rock. It's human rock. It's a, it's a state of mind. And it's all about working hard, playing hard, and partying hard. But that is the, that's the Southern way, so to speak. It's my buddy Rick Rule from Every Brother's Nightmare would call it. It's, 
and being born in Georgia and moving to Nashville at the age of 17, those southern roots run deep for me. And glad to put all that together on this new album, South by South Dakota, and it's an amazing experience for me not to only record and release this record, but now to be in interviews with people like you. And I can talk about it in a different way other than any other album I've ever done. I can brag to you and your fans, your listeners, about how great these songs are. Because I didn't write any of them. And usually when you go into the studio to make a record, you've poured my heart out and written the songs and the rehearsals and the pre-production and you're trying to, to create art. This time we're interpreting art that's been created, that's been part of our classic rock songbook all of our lives with songs from Molly Hatchet, Blackfoot, Outlaws, Leonard Skinner, 38 Special, Creedence, Clearwater Revival, and so forth. So it's really a thrill to be able to talk about how great the songs are without bragging, because, like I said, these, these songs have stood the test of time, and I didn't write any of them, but uh, they're mine, as well as songs like Because the Night, from back in the day with Keel. That was a huge hit for us in 86. So of course, Bruce Springsteen and Patti Smith wrote that song. Uh, Rock and Roll Outlaw, from the Dudes movie soundtrack in 1987, which has become one of my signature songs. I am Rock and Roll Outlaw, but that was a cover. That was Rose Tattoo, and we covered that song for them. And I found that every song ends up being a cover. I mean, I've been singing The Right to Rock on stage for 36 years, and every time I sing it, covering it. I'm trying to do justice to the the passion and the energy that the song was written around and what, what it was built upon. So every song that you do ends up being a cover. And I'm, I'm just really proud of the way this album came together because we did not intend on recording. We didn't even know we were recording. The producer, hmm. Mike Drash, was in the other room as we're jamming on Working With Disaster and Molly Hatchet and really play some, uh, some of these other songs. Uh, Mama, Don't Let Your Babies Go To Be Cowboys just jamming in the studio recording last year's fight like a band album and i didn't even know we were recording when i listened back to what we had i knew that we were on to something very special because it's got that organic natural vibe of a bunch of guys in the studio just having a really good time with some really good songs well congratulations on this south by south dakota is tremendous definitely go to ronkeel.com you can get all the information read the reviews and uh figure out a way to uh to grab that thing now ron i'll tell you you know i've been doing this podcast for five years over 175 episodes and interviews and you yourself have uh, been a radio show host uh, streets of rock and roll has been reignited i believe as of 2019 and just take us through that what that journey's been like for you being uh you know being on the radio and doing kind of what we do interviewing a lot of musicians we interview a lot of the same guests to be honest with you it's always tremendous to see who you have on kind of it's always like oh well we just had them on last week it's so cool what's that been like for you being able to converse kind of with other musicians and it kind of gives you an advantage as, as a fellow musician um i don't know sometimes we have people on and it's like hey you know the, this guy this guy's just some guy behind a microphone he doesn't he's not a player uh, not that not that people don't give us respect we never have had a bad incident but you know talk about what that's been like for you being able to converse with these other musicians on your uh, show streets of rock and roll great questions and great questions clint because i love radio i love putting on a show i love sharing music with people and i love that interview process I'm on the other side of the microphone, like you are now. I'm preaching to the choir. You know what it's like, dude, because you're putting on a show as well. It's a it's a show. You're trying to entertain people. So that is a, a very common element between the concerts and the albums and stuff and the radio show. We're always trying to put on a show, entertain people. But I love that interview process. And you're right. Sometimes 
a lot of times I'll be able to carry on a conversation with some of my heroes, some of my peers, and it will best interviews are when it becomes just a discussion, a conversation. And I find some of these guys will open up about their bout with cancer or ex-wife or how much money they're not making. Or, you know, they'll, they'll dig a little deeper for me because we, we do identify with each other. We have been friends, some of these guys, for a long time. And But some of the best interviews I've done, Jimmy Jameson from Survivor comes to mind. And I love the guy's voice. I love his music, but I never met him. I got the chance to interview him before he passed away. And still to this day, one of my favorite interviews of all time because Jimmy and I instantly had that connection. It was just like two singers talking about the voice, talking about music and life and business. It was extremely natural, a very comfortable interview environment. Some guys are really good at it. I'm sure you know, because like you said, we have a lot of the same guests on your show as I have on Streets of Rock and Roll. Elliot, Def Leppard has been on the show twice. Mm-hmm. And what an amazing conversation with Joe. Every time he gives you the best of what he's got, he really, he just, so down to earth for a guy who sold a hundred million records and he's in the hall of fame be able to talk to guys like that and some of my heroes like ted nugent i had ted on the show ricky medlock from skinner i had him on the show what a thrill that was pat travers these guys that i would end in line when i was a teenager i'd, I'd be waiting to buy a ticket at, to their gig and i'd fight my way to the front row and put my fist in the air and sing along and now to be able to talk to them on the radio is a huge thrill yeah, that's interesting you bring up Ted Nugent. That was one that um, we had Ted on last summer for the first time. And it was one that was I was kind of intimidated about. Um, and Ted, because he's so sharp and so knowledgeable, and he's just so good, and I, I'm such a fan of his, and uh, agree with a lot of things that he says, to be honest with you. And uh, But yet it was so, it was intimidating, but yet once you get into it, it's just like, man, this guy, this guy's he's a guy, and he's got opinions, and he's just better at expressing them than most people. So Ted Nugent ranks up there for me definitely as well, so it's interesting that you kind of had that experience as well. Yeah, I love the talk with Ted. I'll listen back to that one still to this day. Yeah. I, at the time, it was the only episode of my show certain stations would not air. Oh, wow. Got Ted on this week, we're not going to broadcast it. Certain wow. radio stations, my affiliate network would not broadcast the show. Ted is very opinionated. But, I mean, isn't everybody? Shouldn't we all have an opinion? <laughs> Ted just speaks his a little louder. Ted's <laughs> always done it louder than anybody else. Why wouldn't he talk louder? He plays louder. And uh, you know, that's a tough call, Clint, when people say that entertainers, rock stars, movie stars, whatever, athletes, they should just entertain and not share their opinions. It's a tough call for me because I'm a citizen, pay a lot of taxes, got stake in the game. I've got, I've got, uh, you know, I've, I've got a stake in this as well. Can't I express myself honestly and say what I think? Tell you how I feel about life, politics, uh, the pandemic, the whatever's going on in the world. Uh, people think that entertainers should just shut up and entertain and. That's a double-edged sword. I'm, I'm, I certainly respect and appreciate guys like Ted who say what they feel and, and mean what they say. That's very well said, and I wanted to get your opinion because uh, nobody really knows. None of us really know what the future holds here. We're just trying to kind of provide a a safe way of starting to reopen the country. And I think that's wonderful. I definitely want to get back to that. But, you know, you, people like Gene Simmons have said we can't, Kiss can't tour until there's a, a you know, a, a cure for, for COVID-19. Um, I don't know. I, to me, I'm, I'm in Missouri, Ron, where they've 
basically the legislation says there can be concerts here with regulations, uh, certainly. But wh where are you at with this? Because this impacts people like you, that uh, touring is such a lifeblood for you. You talked about the, the festivals and the shows you did, Monsters of Rock Cruise and your tour of Australia. It's such a lifeblood, especially when you release a new album, you want to unveil this music. What is your take on uh, the return of concerts and maybe when that should start occurring? Don't know. And that's like, nobody does. Clint. Yeah. I'm telling you, I talk to people every day in the business from uh, venues, agents, managers, talent buyers, uh, promoters, media, people like yourself, and the fans as well. And you, if you ask 100 people, you get 100 different answers. Nobody really knows. I have my feelings about it. And you, if you, even if you turn on the news, whether it's online or on TV, you're going to get all these talking heads telling you to follow the science. I'm, I'm amazed at how different one guy's science is from the other guy's science. Right. And I think uh, my personal feeling is the fact that the reason I'm immune to all this other stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm healthy, and I'm very proud uh, that I, I'm able to, to maintain my health and deliver a, a quality performance vocally and physically and all that. But I attribute a lot of that as the fact that, man, I, I'm not afraid to get dirty. You know, I'm not afraid to get out there and, and hug people and swap flat and waller in the mud or whatever it takes. <laughs> and I think that's part of the problem. And I do, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that once everybody comes out of this, is it now 50-something days of isolation? Everybody's immune system is going to be weakened, not strengthened. Right. And, and I'm afraid that there may be a second wave that puts this to shame. Now, I don't want to be the the doomsayer. Or <laughs> I want to get back out there in the worst way, and I'm ready right now. I'd be on stage tomorrow if, uh, if the opportunity presented itself. But I do believe that there's there's a bigger agenda work here. It's out of my control. It's out of my hands. Uh, when we do get back on stage, there's going to be 50 people there or 5,000 people there. I don't know. Hope for the best. I work hard for, uh, for the next opportunity. And do all hope that we can go back to being in an arena full of friends and, and other fans and, and get on stage and what we do. So we're hoping for the best. We do have some gigs coming in this summer, and, and a lot of times now it's a different game contractually because book the gig, they say they will tell you now we don't know for sure if it's going to happen or not. You got to plan for that show, and then you have to be able to refund the deposit if the gig gets canceled. A lot of these shows depend on support dates as well. I mean, I can go to Columbus, Ohio on a certain date if I've got a date in Detroit the following night. They start to fall like dominoes. If you can't do the Detroit date and the Columbus date back-to-back, -back, then you're going all the way to Ohio for one gig. It becomes financially prohibitive. A lot of these shows, concerts, and events, and tours are contingent upon the other dates in the tour. And if each state, each city has their own restrictions or reasons why you can't do a concert there, then you, you can't do the other dates on the tour either. So it, it's a very difficult, complex situation, which will navigate the best of our abilities. I get back out there, man, because everything that I do, the radio show, the album, the songs I write, the writing the book, doing interviews like this, and everything that I do, I do because I want to be that guy. I want to be Ron Keel on that stage. It keeps me young. It keeps me fit. It keeps me sing well. It keeps me being... 17-year-old kids that, that, that grew up loving music and wanting to share it with the world. So I want it the worst way. I've always wanted it bad. 
We'll just have to ride this out and see what happens and take it one gig at a time, I guess, or one song at a time. The thing that I'm concerned about is the fact that being the lead singer, I'm right there center stage in front of everybody, and they're all right there in front of me, and it's very physical to the event. Spits. And I mean, dude, I mean, every singer spits, right? When you're belting it out, you're screaming your chest <laughs> out, and you're, you know, three, five feet away from me in the front row gonna get some on you there's no way around it so what am i gonna do am i gonna turn around and face the drums the whole time and spit on the drummer or i'm gonna put a plexiglass shield in front of me or are we gonna move the barricade back five feet i have no idea clint but uh we'll do it together like like rock and roll family does and we'll try and make the best of whatever situation uh, presents itself Ron, you're always one of my favorite people to talk to, man. I can't thank you enough. Um, there's no proper way to give you a good outro. So I'm going to let you do it as only you can. Why don't you give us where people can go ahead and get a hold of um, the South by South Dakota album, where they can get a hold of you. Send us out only way the only way you can, Ron. We always appreciate it, man. You are the best. I appreciate you, Clint, you and your listeners. Uh, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to talk to rock and rock to talk. And I encourage everyone just to click on ronfield.com. That's your one-stop shop for everything that I do. The videos, the tour dates, the Patreon platform where I entertain people with exclusive content, video, audio, all the cool stuff is on the Patreon site, which you can access via ronfield.com. Listen to the radio show, the social media links, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that is right there at ronfield.com. Thank you for the opportunity. You're doing a great job. Keep it up, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Ron. Love you, man. You're the best. Well, there you have it from Ron Keel, trying to keep the positive vibes, positive attitudes coming, even though live shows are not happening right now. The new album, South by South Dakota, and just kind of what inspired it. Uh, the video is tremendous. The latest video that's been released, it's on uh, the YouTube channel there. Ron Keel bringing it as always. Thank you to both of our guests, Axel Rudy Pell, and certainly to Ron Keel. So big interviews coming up. Uh, we're going to keep rolling them out. I've been backlogged with interviews for weeks. So this has just been tremendous to be able to record all these interviews. Now I wish these artists were able to go out and perform live. I wish they didn't have as much time on their hands to be able to record these interviews, but we're making the best of it. Hopefully providing a nice distraction for you guys as uh, things in the country begin to open up a little bit. You can at least Go to the lake, go to the pool, go get your hair cut. Guys, let's celebrate the small victories. The Music Mania podcast rolls along. We always appreciate your support. Please uh, go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, any way you choose to take in your podcast. Guys, you can subscribe to the show. Leave us a star rating. It's really what keeps us going. We appreciate being able to bring you all these interviews, and it takes some tremendous interaction from you guys. And leaving the star rating, subscribing to the podcast, that's how we're able to keep all of this going here on Music Mania. Thank you so much. We will be back next week with yet another show, and we can't wait to keep these interviews rolling out for you all summer long here on the Music Mania podcast.